What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Self Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And uh, today, man, I'm so excited to have this guest on. Oh my gosh, I'm shaking in my boots. <laughs> <laughs> shaking in my, 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 my boots. Uh, we are so excited because we're joined by Nikki Boyer, who is the co-host of the podcast Dying for Sex. Like the top podcast in the world. Like no big deal. It's <laughs> blowing up. Um, it's it's pretty incredible. It's the the journey of her best friend Molly, who was diagnosed with terminal cancer, and kind of what she did to liberate herself sexually after getting that information. Oh my god! So it's following her on these crazy like sex capades. Wow! After knowing that she only has a certain amount of time left to live, and um, it pulls you in. Yeah, I, I listened to every episode of it. Um, last night in preparation to have Nikki on and I'm like just dying for well yeah. <laughs> I say dying yeah. for the next episode of dying for sex but right. yeah it's it's really really fantastic so cool I can't wait to talk to her yeah so we are going to get into our um, our episode our interview rather with Nikki in a second but we want to let you guys know um, that our live stream Q&A on Patreon is in one week March 16th at 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. Pacific, Pacific Standard Time. You guys are going to get the chance to, for an hour, just ask anything. Anything. <laughs> to me, Taylor, Delaney, we're yes. going to be huddled around our webcam yeah. talking to you guys on Patreon, and uh, you get to fire away for an hour. Yeah. So if you want in on that, you, you got to sign up before March 16th because it's, it's happening then and then that's it. Yeah. So patreon.com slash selfhelpless. Yes. We're going to, it's going to be fun. We're going to do it at one of our apartments, cozing it up on the couch yes. with a laptop. <laughs> It'll be quite fun. It's going to be I'm a great excited. time. Uh, and without further ado, here's our interview with Nikki Boyer. All right, you guys, we're so happy to be joined by Nikki Boyer. She's the former host of Yahoo's Daytime and No Time, which received millions of hits per day. She's also the former co-host of Watch This on the TV Guide channel and is now the host of the new podcast, Dying for Sex. Just a quick synopsis, like we talked about in the intro. Uh, when host Nikki's best friend Molly is diagnosed with stage four breast cancer, she decides to do something bold. Dying for Sex shares the details of Molly's hilarious escapades and a story about friendship, death, and what you do with the time you have left. So... Without further ado, hey, welcome, oh, Nikki Boyer. Hi, Nikki. Hi. Oh my gosh. Thank, Thank you, you so much me. for being here. Are you kidding? Thank we you for so having excited. me. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> We're all equally excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's strange wow. because I'm so I'm all caught up now on okay. dying for sex. So I've had your voice in my ears oh. for like the last four hours straight. And now <laughs> you're here in person. Is that weird? Is that weird? Like attaching a voice to a face. And, I yeah. get the same thing. Do, do I look like what you thought I would? Yeah. 
Oh, okay, good. You have like a beautiful speaking voice and you're beautiful in person. Oh, yeah, they're gorgeous. All, be- all beautiful. <laughs> Do you ever hate when someone like disappoints you? Yeah. And you're like, I didn't picture you. Yeah. Can we go back to yeah. what's in my head? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stick with the audio. <laughs> that men in black flashlight. Like, I'm like, just, I don't want to remember what you actually look like. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I have been loving the podcast. Yeah, and as of right you. now, when we're recording it with you, there are four episodes out and there are going to be six total. Yes, total. Yeah. Okay. It's like a little mini series. It's. Wow. I've never listened to any show like this. Really? Where, I mean, the dynamic that you two have being best friends of over 20 years and the way, I mean, Molly is so... Rad. Like, and isn't rad. she just what rad? Can you say the word rad? Oh, yeah. a little dated. Let's Hashtag bring it back. Rad. Yes. I'm, I'm down. Let's bring dope. it back. <laughs> yeah. We say dope a lot. Um, Radical. Yeah. Yeah. She is so fearless in mm-hmm. the face of death and cancer and... Um, <laughs> I have loved how in detail she goes with these crazy sexcapades. Mm-hmm. And she goes there, right? <laughs> she really goes there. We talk a lot about sex on Self Helpless. But um, so she she left her marriage, yeah. which she felt like she wasn't being really sexually fulfilled in. Yeah. And realized like, okay, I've got this, this finite amount of time left. I want to mm-hmm. use it to the full potential and so she goes out and and i don't want to give like too many spoilers for people who haven't listened to their show yet but like some of these things i mean (laughs) the sexual fetishes (laughs) that like you hear about but i haven't really heard about somebody's experience engaging with them but like a guy (laughs) who's like fetish is getting kicked in the nuts right and like stomped on his nose. Can you think of anything more awful? Right? That's a fetish. Yeah, I don't. How is he not hospitalized? (laughs) Exactly. How do you get a heart on after that? I don't, yeah. (laughs) that because of it. Right, exactly. (laughs) Why are you hard right now? This is crazy. So, um, so many interesting tales. Uh, What has been your favorite moment so far of doing this podcast with Molly? You know, honestly, you know how when you have your best friend and then your lives get really busy and she's navigating, you know, was navigating cancer and I was navigating my boyfriend and his children and life and work and we got really busy and we still saw each other quite a bit. But when you work on a project together, you have that excuse like, we have to get together. We have to work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know that. You guys know that. Um, So what I really loved about it was... Uh, getting together and just sitting and talking and working and laughing and taking notes and kind of keeping a Rolodex like back in the olden days. Remember the Rolodex? <laughs> like keeping the Rolodex of all these experiences that she had. And yeah. that was really fun for me to kind of just sit across from her and ask the million questions that I asked her, which was like, wait. And you know, it's, there were so many that I actually forgot about some of them. So when we were recording the podcast, I felt like I was hearing them fresh again because yeah. I forgot. I, could, I couldn't keep track. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, many. I remember too many. <laughs> so many. I was very impressed by her ability. It was a very tiny sliver of, yeah. of the escapades included in the podcast. Because wow. We couldn't get to all of them. <laughs> I mean, there were so many more wow. that I can't wait to like get into. Right? Yeah. Well, what's so what's one that kind of like didn't make it to the podcast, but is a very memorable sexcapade okay. to you. So there was a gentleman that she was fooling around with and um, his job was very interesting. And I didn't realize what it was until I arrived to her house one day. And she was like in a little like, like, I don't know, like a little lingerie thingy. Not lingerie, like a, like a nightie. Is that what okay. yeah, I, I wear sweatpants and a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. so like, what do you call that Like thing? a nightgown? And, <laughs> like a little yeah. sexy nightie. It was yeah, black. Yeah. And she came to the door and she had like all this smeared makeup down the side of her face. It was like red and yellow and white and blue. And I was like, where where have you been? And she's like, oh, I was totally fucking around with a clown. (laughs) I thought that's what you were about to say, but I'm like, no, no, that's not going to be it. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, he's he's a clown. And I was like, in real life? She's like, yeah. And I was like, and then the weird thing is that we got so used to this that I didn't even, I didn't dig any deeper. I was like, oh, okay, so how's your day? Like, I just kind of like, that's all you need. Yeah, and but, they fucked while he was in the yes, clown makeup, full on garb. Uh-huh. Wow, that's commitment. Yeah, I there mean. were lots of fetishes, <laughs> lots of guys that wanted to be, um, you know, sort of do the dominatrix things. Guys that were wanted to be her quote unquote sex slave is what they called it. Oh, um, okay, where you like live with the person and take care of them, and you are limited to amount of the amount of time you can 
eat or drink or use the restroom. Like, like wow. literally, like a, total a domination. Captain, like total yeah. domination, and which she wasn't really into, but she was fascinated by it and asked yeah. a lot of questions. But she she didn't do it. She considered it with one guy, and it's because he was really hot. <laughs> like I was like, would you want him living in your house if he wasn't that hot? And she's like, oh hell no. But so some of those things didn't make it into the podcast. But there are so many. She should, but you know what you said earlier so brave and and what i want to sort of shine the light on is it's not just about sex right like yeah. this was her vehicle to feel alive it was her antithesis to death and we dig in in the podcast in episode five and six where you kind of start to realize the why of it which i think is just as fascinating yeah. as the how of it oh yeah so, yeah it's kind of it's about dealing with some of the adversity in her life dealing with some old wounds healing some stuff and she gets really clear about why mm. she uses that vehicle, which I think is just as interesting. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm so excited for episode five and six. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Um, I also appreciate how just like non-judgmental she was. And I wonder, do you feel like she was that non-judgmental about sex prior to her diagnosis? I, about the sex, I don't think so. Mm, I think about human beings and just the way we all function and our um, our downfalls. Like she was very non-judgmental about people's baggage yeah right? yeah like she was just always that person like i'd come to her and be like can you believe she did this this and this and she's like well have you looked at it from this point of view and i'd always be like oh no i didn't she was really good at like she's like a therapy mind like she's got yeah. that kind of brain that works like a therapist and so she was great at looking at other perspectives and reframing things but i don't think she was really that way in her sex life and i yeah. think when the diagnose the terminal diagnosis came it just she just said, I started to give so many less fucks. Yeah. I was fine in my body. I wanted to share. I wanted to move my line in the sand that I had drawn. And, mm. and she, so yeah, I do think that the cancer diagnosis had a lot to do with kind of her non judgment yeah. of people's fetishes. Right. I mean, you and, can hear me. I'm, I'm pretty judgy. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah. I don't mean to be. No, I liked it though, because you, you both were representing contrast. two completely different right. points of view on it. And yeah. I definitely, was falling into the category more. I mean, there's a part where, um, like, pee play gets involved, <laughs> right? which is, to, again, to hear it in that graphic detail of, like, what that situation actually looked like for somebody involved mm -hmm. in um, that sort of a fetish. And to hear you be like, you were so honest. You're like, I mean, I'm trying not to be judgmental, but I'm kind of feeling a little judgmental right now because it's just exactly. so outside of your personal comfort zone. Yeah, and, and I used to think that I like, I was, I'm like, I'm kinky. I'm I like free. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm like, I'm the prude in the relationship. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm like, what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then it's that um, scope opens up. You're like, wow, there's so much more out there than yeah. I even realized. But um, yeah. I was going to say, you, it's obvious you guys have so much fun on the show, so many hilarious moments. I'd imagine with the hilarity and those moments, there's also some bittersweet in oh, there, totally. right? And so what's what's the hardest part about doing the show with Molly? And like, how do you guys cope and manage that? That is an awesome question. Thank you for asking it because we are, that is our part of our coping mechanism is laughter and being silly and a little bit dark. We go there, mm -hmm. right? But it's been really difficult because when we were recording the podcast, her health was really bad at times. So there were many times we'd be on the way to the recording studio and we just couldn't make it there because she was so ill. Oh. So we'd have to turn back and you know wait for her to get her energy back. And the thing with Molly and her cancer, she really knew her body very well. So she knew if she was taking a cocktail of meds, how much time she had between when she took the meds and when it would just completely like kind of decimate her. Wow. So she had this barometer. She knew how to navigate that. But as the meds got worse and the illness gets worse, she started to lose a little bit of the ability to determine when she was going to be okay and when she mm -hmm. wasn't. And that that's part of it. And it was really yeah. hard. There were men. I mean, we were either, you know, like we say this in the podcast, like we we're either on the bathroom floor trying to find the perfect selfie and trying to like angle her body a certain way, or she was on the bathroom floor because she just could not get her body up. So yeah. there was no middle ground with her. It was all, it was always very, it was one or the other. And so yeah. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, it was interesting. It's been an interesting journey with her too, to kind of navigate the lows and the intimacy that you have as a friend and a caretaker. I mean, I didn't take, I, you know, I'm not taking care of her, but yeah. in a way, I, I, you know, I feel like I, that was my role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, certainly mm-hmm. like emotionally to have that best friend and, you know, you're talking about going to meet her in the ER for things. Yeah. It's like you've, you know, but I have to say every time I like meet, you know, like, like going to the ER and seeing her, like I was, all, I, my drives there, I would always feel like, oh my God, my stomach. I, oh my God, is she going to be okay? Is she? And then as soon as I walk in, she's like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> like the best way of just saying, okay, this is my new normal. How do I make the best of it? Yeah. So not only is she brave and like really non judgmental, she's just kind of a badass. She's and, a badass. I know. Yeah. I love her dark sense of humor. I've laughed so many times, like when she talks about setting up a like a tinder profile or bumble profile for the first time and that her opening thing is like well if you're a commitment foe like i'm the girl for you i'm not gonna be around for that long so like just shit like that's like that's so i mean hard to even wrap your head around right joking about your own mortality in that way or like I think at one point you're like are you ever afraid of these dudes that you're just in- inviting over to your house that you just met and she's like what are they going to do? Kill me? Like, <laughs> already dying. So good. Like, God damn. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny yeah. and dark. And she just, she goes pretty so amazing. You love it. Yeah. And you get it. I like, you know, we record these. You don't ever know if it's how it's going to land. You just put it out there. And Wondery has been amazing at sort of crafting the story and finding places to let it breathe and, mm-hmm. and places to add like the nuance of Molly's full life. And I yeah. think, uh, I think that, if it's resonating with you, I think the question is like, what are you dying for, right? Yeah. What are you craving so in good. your life? What yeah. do you want to? I mean, I guess a better way to phrase it is, what are you? What are you living for? Like, what? What yeah. have you been putting off? And yeah. it doesn't have to be grand, and right. it doesn't have to be. It, it doesn't have to be sex. It just. But what is that for everybody? Yeah. Ooh, what are you lacking? Um, how has this impacted you? I mean, how has this changed the way that you live? Yeah. And you know, like, because I feel like part of us we. We never think it's going to happen to us or our best right. friend, right? And when it does, I'm sure it just shifts everything into a different, you know, perspective. Yeah. And what's like the biggest takeaway from this experience? Like, has it changed your day to day or how you think about things? Have you gone hmm. after after certain things that you may have were kind of putting well, on the I back burner? I just urinate burner? on everyone. Really. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was hoping for. I just walk into a room and I just start peeing. It's like a tiny chihuahua just like lifting your leg on people. What's up, bro? <laughs> I'm here. I've arrived. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. It's, you said something like, has it changed my day to day? I would like to say that it has changed my day to day, but it hasn't because I'm still anxious. I still deal with bullshit. I still have like stu- two step kids to take care of and schedule and driving. But, but what I do, what I do sometimes that I didn't do before is I just stop and I get really mindful. Mm. She She's really good at being that way cancer or no cancer, but like stopping and just being super present in the moment, looking around. Like when I walked into the, into your studio, I was like, I don't know if I would have done that before. Oh, interesting. Right. Like before doing this podcast with Molly, like I just walked in, I was like, oh my God, this is a great room. And look at their energy and their beautiful (laughs) faces. Like just really being mindful and present to things that maybe I would have glazed over and been on autopilot before. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't, know if that may, I don't know if that sounds airy fairy, but I really do. No, that makes sense. Kind of tune in a little, yeah. a little bit more because these moments f- are fleeting right. and yeah. they go by so fast. Right. Are right? you only if you're comfortable talking about it? Do yeah. you feel like you have become more sexually liberated mm. listening to her stories? Has it yes. made you feel like you want to kind of push mm. your own boundaries? Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. And my partner <laughs> and I, my partner, uh, he's my boyfriend. He's my. Oh, no. 
When I say my boyfriend, I say I'm 12. Right. But if I say my partner, you assume that it's a woman. And right. if I say my husband, that's a lie. Right. So like, I don't know what to call him. Yeah. This dude, that my man, man, man friend. Oh, my gosh. But I've been, we've been together for 11 years and we have a really good sex life. Yeah. But I have to say it sort of opened up the conversation and the conversation then opens up like the possibilities. So it's definitely spiced things up a little bit mm. and made me go, it kind of, it makes your barometer kind of change. You're like, oh, well. Why why wouldn't we try that? Or why wouldn't yeah. we? You know, one thing that's kind of interesting to me, and he would kill me if he knew I was saying this on the podcast right now. <laughs> so don't tell Whatever. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um, is that I'm kind of fascinated now in the world of observing and watching. Oh. And, mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Re- okay, what do you think about that? Voyeurism and yeah, stuff like that. That thing. Like just I don't wanna I don't wanna be in the room. I just I, I just wanna like look through a peephole and like kind of observe real normal. Now I yeah, may gag and be like, get me out of here, no hell, no way. Sure. Or I might be like, mm, this is interesting, but I'd like yeah. the opportunity to see how I feel. Oh, oh yeah. Interesting. It, I mean, I what definitely, about you too? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it depends heavily on who you're watching. Right. A lot of people sure. I definitely don't, <laughs> don't want need to see, to any see their <laughs> parts bumping. Yeah. Um, but uh, certain people, I mean, I feel like we've, people say that jokingly all the time, like really hot celebrity couples. Like you look at like Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. Right. And I'm always been like, oh, I would pay so much money to watch them fuck. Oh my God. Like, can't they come out with yeah. a celebrity sex tape? So yeah. the difference between that, right. I mean, porn is like voyeurism in a certain way, I but did, it's yeah. so removed. But like actually in person being able, I mean, yeah, right. I think that'd be super hot if it was like a hot couple. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say no to the opportunity. Okay. I, I'm. I feel like I'm pretty open to stuff, and I'll. I'll, I'll try most things once. Right. You know? yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, I might have to stop with the like at the P play. I'm not into that. <laughs> I don't think I can get there, but I'm pretty open to certain. You yeah. know, yeah. other stuff. Yeah, I get um, that. But yeah. I don't, know. I don't know. It just kind of makes you think about things in a different way. And that's what I love about this yeah. podcast. Like my mom listens to it and I was like, what do you think? And she's like, I think it's amazing. Mm. Like oh, I love it. And wow. I was like, well, what about it? And she's like, not necessarily the details of it, but like, what's your too much or what's your, like, right. what's your version of, of Molly's pee play? Like, is that yeah. too much for you? Like I know where my line is. Yeah. Right. And Molly's line was different. And I have got a little like, you know, a little flack from like, kind of being like not fetish positive on the podcast like saying things like ew and I'm representing the other folks right I'm not I'm not against it that's just my initial reaction and then maybe if I learn more about it I'll go Hmm. Yeah. And I still may dry heave. You never know. <laughs> right. But like I'm, my mind has been expanded, I guess you can say. Absolutely. And um, yeah. yeah. Sorry, oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, it, it's so cool that your mom is on board and loves the show. <laughs> How does Molly's family feel about this show? Because this is probably laying so much out there. Yeah. You know, and Molly's family is very supportive. Yeah. That's great. Molly's mom and dad and cousins and aunts and uncles think like they just love that she's showing up this way because it's just yeah. authentically her. Yeah. And yeah. it's one thing to say to someone who's going through maybe a divorce or a, a job change, like, are you sure that's what you want to do with your time? How do you say to somebody who's terminally ill? Yeah. Yeah. Are you sure that's what you want to do? Like you don't right. she gets to call the shots. Yeah. She gets to do what she wants to do. And what's so amazing is that it's, if you listen, she's self-deprecating. She doesn't have it all figured out. She's trying to process it as she goes. And I think that's really important is that is it the it's a process. And you get to listen to her, have her process, which I think is really fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, you're talking about like gagging, hearing certain yeah. things. I have a joke where I talk about that I found out one of my friend's fetishes with her boyfriend. And this is a friend I like never guessed would do anything <laughs> remotely risque right. is that he would, instead of frosting, he would like come on a cupcake and then she'd eat the cupcake. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, my joke is like <laughs> making fun of her. And do I like... Am I genuinely trying to make anybody feel badly for doing those things? Absolutely not. But I have gotten like a couple comments on like the video on Instagram of people making me feel like I'm not being sex positive positive enough to not embrace this. And it's like, it's not that I'm not embracing this. It's it's so it's fucking silly. You. She's eating yeah. cum cakes. Come on. Why can't oh, you think I'm going to hear that and not right. try and make a joke about it on stage? It's not, I'm not trying to shame anybody. It's just like, it was pretty fucking weird and funny. And so right. anyway, it's just, that's why I've, I've appreciated you being like, wow, Molly is so open-minded right. and it's showing you this yeah. other 
spectrum of stuff happening that you right and my reaction may sound judgy but overall it's not from a judgment place it's from like a just a reaction of like that's guess what that's not for me it doesn't have to be not everybody needs to have urination in their mouth and come on a cupcake (laughs) not everybody needs that and good for them for like for like it so there's like an ear nibble here and there you know so it's like (laughs) and you guys talked about the whole foot fetish thing where that comes from and um i i've done dr drew's show a couple times and just had him on my foosball web series and that was one of the questions I asked him too oh, was really? like, where does the foot fetish thing come from? And it's just, I really love how um, open and honest you guys are about exploring yeah, all different aspects of sexuality. Thanks for saying that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we have, there's six episodes. Yeah. At the end of episode six, what is one thing that you want people to walk away from this podcast Ooh, feeling or thinking? Of, it goes, I think to, it goes back to, um, time being so incredibly precious and that's such a a nice little thing to like embroider on a pillow or put on your you know wall yeah but to really implement that into your day-to-day life Mm -hmm. of time is so valuable and and you get to decide like that's my favorite thing about life it's like you get to a certain age right where you get old enough where you go oh i don't have to do everything i don't have to do all i mean i have to go to work and i have to (laughs) do, do certain things but like I don't have to do everything that people ask me to do. And there's some power in really getting clear about what you want to do with the time that you have left. And if you think about it, we're all dying. So morbid, but so important to be reminded of though. We all are on the journey to whatever the end looks like for us. And, and I know that sounds morbid, but I don't, I mean it to sound like we just don't know how much time there is. And I think sometimes movies and TV shows and and photographs can remind us of those things. And so I hope at the end of this, everybody just sort of looks at their own life and says, like, how do, how do I sort of absorb some of what Molly did and does in her life? And how do I do that for myself? Like, yeah. how do I show up in that way? Yeah. Not like a what would Molly do? Because she'd clearly <laughs> do things you wouldn't do. I want that bracelet. <laughs> WWMD. Yeah. Right. She my new Jesus. Which is a picture yeah. of a clown on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> It's a great, yeah. At the end of this, I just hope everybody, and I hope everybody just really appreciates um, Molly opening up and, and exposing herself and giving, making her journey something that can kind of have a ripple effect. That's yeah. really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate you talking about that in the um, intro every time because Molly's like, I, you know, I have a terminal diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember exactly how she s- phrases it, but it, comes down to that you're like, well, we're all dying. Yeah, she's like, basically, I'm dying. And I say, we all are. We and she all says, are. I'm just a lot faster than most people. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, it makes you realize that even though maybe you feel like you don't have some sort of medical diagnosis where you can see the finish line sooner, mm-hmm. it's a good reminder, like, well, everybody does have a finish line, though. Mm-hmm. So yeah. all these brave decisions that she's making to live her life to the fullest, it's like, well, why wouldn't we all be choosing to do that? Right. We should live like that. We should yeah. do those if there's things. there's something that, you need, yeah. go get it. If it's right. an apology or a connection with someone, go get it. Like, yeah. what are you waiting for? If yeah. it's yeah. Um, if, if you hate your job and you want to try something new, like what what needs to happen in order for you to treat your life the way you deserve to treat it? Like, what needs yeah. to happen? And for Molly, you know, I think she was living pretty fully, but a terminal diagnosis definitely kicked things up a notch. And I just. You know, it would just be really interesting to sit and kind of think about that and just go, what if I got a call tomorrow that said, you know, you have five years left. What would I do with those five years? And why am I not doing that now? Like, why yeah. am I waiting? Exactly. Anyway, I yeah. get all like on my high horse, but I, re- no, I mean, no, it's true. I, great. It's yeah. for me too, to remind myself like what, what, yeah. I know what I want to do. I want to go move to Puerto Vallarta and live on the yeah. beach. Why am I not doing that? Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Because I'm not a trust fund baby. That's yeah. right. <laughs> and as soon as I get some money, that's yeah, that's what's happening. Yeah, gotta um, kick life in the yeah. balls, baby. I was right. going <laughs> <laughs> uh, to ask. Um, you know, you guys, you have been friends twenty plus years, right? Yeah. Best friends. Was there anything that she revealed or said that surprised you? Like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that about you, and you're my mm. best friend forever. Um, any any kind of moment like that? Yeah. I don't know if it's on the podcast. I'm trying to think. That's a good one. Ooh, that's a good <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to No, stump I you. love stumpy <laughs> questions. I love this time. You know, I think for 
you'll hear in the next few episodes, this is a good, this is kind of a little tease. In the next few episodes, we dig into some things that I don't think I was fully aware of. Mm. We dig into some stuff from her past that I knew was part of her life, but I didn't really understand how it was being handled in her adulthood. And it gives, I think, the listeners, um, it kind of rounds out the whole story and gives you some understanding. So yeah, actually, there was some info that, that I'll yeah, I'll great. say, I'll use it as a tease. Yeah. You have to listen to find out. Yes. Ooh. Yes. And that's Fantastic. Cool. You have such a good voice. <laughs> I do. Did you hear that? No. You have to listen to find oh. out. <laughs> it's so That's my sex professional. <laughs> Remember sex, remember sex phone? Like, nope, don't. Wait, you guys are younger. 30. Than you guys yeah, are young. 30. Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> you're no, old. you're not. <laughs> I remember sex phone stuff. Remember, but I just like, remember like watching stuff about it on, like, on MTV. One eight, call 1-800. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. Like, Hi, this is Monica. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, give us your credit card. We'll have a conversation. We should bring yes. that back. <laughs> I'm oh, sure yeah, it's still exists right? out there somewhere, yeah. right? Yeah, Iowa or something. <laughs> Um, like they're a few years behind everybody. Uh, well, this has been wow. such a pleasure talking to you, really. Thank I've you. truly loved listening to the podcast. Thank you. And thanks incredible. for being interested and having me on. And like, you know, just yeah. Molly's story is so important. And the more people that get to listen to it, the better. Uh, and podcasts like yours, where I get to like tap into your beautiful, awesome, kick-ass audience. Oh, and thanks. so I'm just saying if anybody out there feels like, ooh, this may not be my cup of tea – I think there's something in this podcast for everyone, and oh, I think if yeah. you think if you're if you're a little worried about the sex part, I say just put that aside and try to just listen to the the friendship, yeah. and the connection, and the and the journey that yeah. Molly's going on. I don't think you have to Absolutely. worry about that with our listeners. Our I, listeners I know, are pretty like, <laughs> ready. For right? it. They dirty. They, okay. they dirty. Y'all nasty. Y'all nasty. Y'all nasty. Huh? Right? Yeah. <laughs> They're um, the best. Can you? Yeah plug like whatever anywhere you want people to find you yeah, thank all you. of that stuff oh my yeah. God, i love that so i'd love for you to follow me on twitter instagram all that stuff it's just at nikki boyer and Perfect. that's n-i-k-k-i-b-o-y-e-r and then um to find the podcast it's really easy so i set up a cheesy little website it's uh just dying for sex podcast so whether you have an android or a, uh, an iphone it'll take you to where you need to go Perfect. um and then i would love like to rate and review it, like I listen, I, I go through those reviews and yes. I see what people say. My mm-hmm. favorite are the one star reviews. Those are my favorite. They're oh, so mean. People are oh, so upset. Love them. They're brutal. I'm like, oh, I love this. But rate <laughs> it and review it and really tell us what you think and and share it with friends and your family. And just it's funny. There's a lot of single dudes out there that are gravitating towards this podcast, mm. which is not what I expected. Yeah. So yeah. single dudes, pass it on to your friends. I think yeah. you could learn a little awesome. something, something. But yeah, oh, that's yeah. how you find me. Um, Oh Amazing. yay! Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. you guys, I'm. Can I come back? Of course. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what else I'll talk about. But I'm gonna come back. Oh, we'll find some oh, stuff. <laughs> we love talking. This is awesome. Carmax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at Carmax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. I could have talked to Nikki for forever. I would like to have her in my apartment so I can have a sleepover. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you guys have to go check out Dying for Sex. It really is a fantastic podcast. Yes. So well produced, too. It's like listening to an audiobook. It's oh, high quality. Incredible. Incredibles. Uh, Incredibles. 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 <laughs> Incredibles. <laughs> Hashtag Incredibles. It's incredible storytelling that it came out. <laughs> Plural Incredible. <laughs> Um, so we have an iTunes review of the episode. This is from Miss Teen Noel. Uh, my driving best friends. I love listening to them and laughing out loud. They are amazing. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. That is so sweet. Thank you seriously for taking time to leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. 
Yeah, it really helps us so much. It helps other people discover the show and then, you know, maybe get some of the information that they're looking for when it comes to self-help and self-improvement and mental health. And yeah, it's just, it's awesome. Thank you for leaving or, you know, taking the time to do that and just takes the click of a button. It really does. You just click that fifth star and submit. And then we move up the charts. Yes. It's how you can help us for free. Yes, so, all free. If you would like to, that's uh, that's super great. Um, we have some segments. We sure do. I have a defuck. Let's hear about it, Gilson. I've been meaning to share this defuck for a little bit because it actually happened like three weeks ago. This is when I was at um, Tacoma for shows. And one of the nights, uh, it wasn't one of the nights I was headlining. It was, well, I was headlining, but it was for the dope show. So I wasn't like, I wasn't billed. Mm. So when that happens, you know, Sometimes there's people who come to the show that aren't coming there to see you. Like, they don't know what to expect or whatever. So um, the show was great. Had so much fun. I love that show. And afterward, as I was standing in the merch line, this guy walked by me and he goes, I actually liked you. (laughs) And he said it like he was... Like, he was so shocked that he found me funny. Mm -hmm. And I just... I can't believe that still... Still in this day and age, guys feel like that's a compliment mm-hmm. to tell me, hey, I, I actually liked you. Yeah. No, it's basically saying, hey, you know, I believe most women are garbage uh, in so many ways, but, you know, you're all right. <laughs> like it's, it's such a backhanded compliment that I feel like, I mean, every woman in comedy has gotten multiple times over and over again. And it's so many times. They'll be standing right next to a guy and they'll just say, oh, that was really funny. Great set. And then they'll get to you and it'll be like, Huh, you know, I don't really like female lady comedians, but uh, wow, you really got me going. And I was like, okay, can you just say great set to me too? And that you thought I was funny? Yeah, it just, it made me, I mean, I, I wanted to punch him in the face, but I also was just kind of laughing to myself at how just shocked he seemed. Like he blew his own brain. He's like, I yeah. actually liked you. <laughs> okay, okay. Like he's almost disappointed. Yeah, like I really fucked up. <laughs> You tricked me with your lady parts. (laughs) I just, I just had to share that. Just again, if if you're listening, and and I get women say that to me too. I've had women come up and be like, "I saw you when you walked on stage," and I was like, "Oh my god, she's pretty and she's gonna suck. Like it's not gonna be (laughs) funny." But then you were actually so funny, and it's like, just don't say any of. the backhanded shit so men or women listening if you're at a comedy show and you like somebody maybe somebody surprised you right just say you liked their set yeah don't say i actually right (laughs) i was shocked but i ended up finding you funny it's like i was really rooting against you yeah really hoping to watch you fail miserably (laughs) i really hate fucking you in my eyes when you walked on stage but then (laughs) <laughs> gave me a couple chuckles. I'm like, it's just why? Oh, anyway, man, you guys. That's, that's my PSA. Yeah, no, I think Don't it's a good that. one. I think it's a good one. Um, my defuck is Maverick got really sick recently. We had to take him to the vet. Um, this just happened uh, yesterday. He's kind of had a little bit of a cough and diarrhea, and uh, he was like, Buddy. he had blood in his poop and stuff. Oh, I got no. so freaked out. So. We, uh, we took him to the vet and we're still waiting on all the results and stuff, but he's doing much better. But that was like our first big like scare with him. And oh my God, sitting, I mean, I've, I've been in the vet twice now, um, waiting, you know, for like four hours each time. And I'm like, oh my God, I, how do people do this with like real human children? You know what I mean? Uh, not, not that fur babies are not real. They're very real. But like, how do people handle this kind of stress yeah. with a human baby? That is sick. I don't... I mean, it's horrible. It's horrible. I can't communicate to you what's going on. No, it's so terrible. And so, yeah, that was really shitty. Um, And you know what's so funny is when I first got Maverick, one of the first things I did was get us uh, pet health insurance. That's the first thing I did was get Maverick insured. And I got so much shit for this from people that that was so ridiculous and over the top and, oh, my God, it's just a dog, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess who laughing now, bitches? Because <laughs> that vet bill is like fifteen hundred bucks, and we're only paying for like a hundred and twenty-five of it. Really? So get your pet insured, people, because you don't want it to come down to oh, do I save my animal or do I go into eight thousand?
$100,000 of debt or something oh for a surgery. God. Like you want to be able to make make it so they have the care that they yeah. need. And, you know, I'm just really happy uh, that I stuck to my guns and didn't let that, you know, yeah. any of the outside noise interfere because everybody was like, oh, yeah, the crazy vegans getting dog insurance. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, that's right. <laughs> so, you know, here we are, like, uh, a, not even a year later yeah. or a year later, and he's needing uh, $1,500 worth of vet bills. How and much? that's going to be more, actually, when we go to his, like, primary vet, because they want to take a look at him, too. Oh, how much have you paid every month for the insurance? It's, been, it's been 50 bucks a month, and it just went up to 60 Okay. And so, so what's the math on that? Uh, right. 50 bucks a month for 12 months. 600 bucks is for a year. So, so yeah. You, you still ended up paying less than. Yeah. Yeah. I'm paying less. It's that gamble. And I mean, I guess that's what of course. all insurance is. And here's the thing. No, I'm assuming if you don't have pet insurance, you're not putting $50 away every month to a pet fund for when this has happened to you. Good point. Right? Yeah. You're just saying, oh, it's not an expense. And then when it does happen, you're like, holy shit, what am I going to do? How am I going to get $1,500 to get my pet the care it yeah. needs? And so I, I did all that math. I'm like, well, maybe I'll just start my own fund where 50 months, you know, 50 bucks a month or 60 bucks a month go into like a Maverick fund. I'm like, realistically, we're not going to do that. We're going to, yeah. that's just not going to happen. And so I need, I need the insurance and it, and it ended up working out really great. So I'm really glad I have that. Um, I have healthy paws. If anybody wants to check them out, that's who I have with okay. Maverick. And, um, so yeah, that happened and we just had to kind of drop him off for like his x-rays and blood work and stuff. And it was terrible not being able to like be right next to him. And oh. so Kim and I made the most of it and we decided to like walk down to the farmer's market that was happening next to the emergency vet place. And we ended up just getting like nice bread and olive oil and some like plant-based cheeses and um just like some little goodies and yeah. we we're like okay well let's just try to make the most out of a shit day and so yeah. we ended up having like a spontaneous day date and then had like a little spread uh when we got home that like <laughs> made us feel a little bit better Aww. so yeah my defuck slash decent shit <laughs> yeah segment well and then my cautionary tale with that of not having pet health insurance, which I don't think I've told this story on the podcast before, but when um, we adopted Griffey like six, seven years ago, you know, we got him from the Humane Society or one of those shelter places where it's like 75 bucks to adopt him. So we adopt this sweet little kitten. We're thinking, yeah, we can, it's 75 bucks. We can afford that. And then within 48 hours of having him at home, we didn't realize that he was the type of kitten that would just like eat objects <gasps> like non-food items oh no and i we under the bed had kept some like christmas wrapping ribbon and some valentine's day wrapping ribbon things and he started he started throwing up <gasps> a bunch like oh, within no. two days of having him at home and then he threw up ribbon holy shit but then he was still like he kept kind of dry heaving and so we took him to the vet and they did an x-ray on his stomach and you could see he had eaten Valentine's tinsel, and you could see the word love. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. He That's ate insane. this decorative Valentine's tinsel that had, like, uh, you know, foil hearts and the foil word love in it. You could see it in his stomach. Oh, my God. And they were like, okay, so, you know, there's a chance he passes this just through his stool, and it's normal. Or there's a chance that this gets wrapped up in his intestines <gasps> and like he dies immediately. Oh my god! So fifteen hundred dollars later. Oh man! He had to have a stomach surgery <gasps> to get it taken out. Oh my god! Um, but like we weren't prepared for that right. financially, and it had to go on this like you know pet credit card that right. let us make these payments or whatever. But it just Holy you just shit. never know. Yeah. And I I get that like. Okay, say you have pet insurance for five years and you're right. paying 50 bucks a month and nothing ever happens to your pet. Well, right. yeah, that is that is a lot of money. But right. if something comes up and you don't have it, Oof. it just was like the irony. Like we're like, oh, we can get this, this little kitten for 75 bucks. And then right. within within a weekend, oh. $1,500. Oh, my God, dude. Because he eats things like a like a black lab. Oh, my God. You know how God. like giant dogs yeah. just like eat socks? Yeah. This tiny little kitten just yeah. like munching on wrapping paper we're like what the fuck yeah. are you doing that's crazy. crazy yeah so 
Oh my gosh. I can't believe you were able to see the word love. I know. And Griffey's okay now. So He's good. all good. He's all good. Healthy boy. But yeah. Jeez. Yeah. You know, it's it just makes me feel better mentally to have it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It makes me feel much better. Um, so this comes out on Monday, March 9th. Uh, I'm at the Rec Room in Huntington Beach this Friday, for those of you kind of in the L.A. area. Uh, I'm headlining Go Bananas in Cincinnati, March 19th through the 22nd. I'm in New York City, the 23rd through the 25th. Uh, Grand Rapids at Dr. Grin's Comedy Club, April 9th through the 11th. Uh, Nashville, uh, the girls and I were oh, going to yes. be at Zany's for um, a comedy festival there. So yes. our helpsters, you want to come see us in Nashville. That's where we're going to be Saturday, April 18th. And then May 7th through the 9th at Spokane Comedy Club. So whew, that was a mouthful. KelseyCook.com for her tickets. I'm on the road a bunch. So come see me. That's fantastic. And my, uh, my quick announcement, you guys, my thriving artist course is officially available. I know it's been a long yeah. road. It's been a long road. <laughs> and I've, been, I've put a lot of work into it. And I did a complete test run with a group of thriving artist students that were amazing. And so uh, if you guys are new to the podcast and you're hearing about this for the first time, I own a business called Dicks by Delaney. And it's a business I launched that enabled me to leave my day job uh, to do it full time. And in this course, I basically show show you step-by-step how to build brand launch and market a product-based business. The whole shebang. The whole shebang. Whether you want to just make some extra side cash or vacation money or whether you want to like lay the groundwork for it to be a part-time or full-time job, this is a course you can work through at your own pace. It's video modules. You don't have to like sign up for specific dates with me or anything. It's work work at it however you want. Uh, The feedback I'm getting is that this course is doable um, to finish in eight weeks if you have a full-time job, uh, give or take. But that really just depends on how much time you to, you have to like devote to it. Uh, and so it just walks you through, you know, picking a product and branding and packaging. And it's so many unconventional strategies that I've had to implement in my own business with Dick Spy Delaney because, well, Dix is in the name, you guys. I, I, I'm not like a big mainstream brand. Yeah. And I basically show you how you can be successful without having to do it the way that everybody else is doing it. Right. And it's very simple. I'm not a tech savvy person. So, you know, it's going to be baby steps and, yeah. and simplified with this approach. Um, so if this is something that you are interested in, um, I'm doing a little something special to celebrate the launch. And because Instagram disabled my freaking account, I was going to announce it on there, but I'm just going to announce it here instead. Um, the first 10 people, the first or the next 10 people to sign up for this course, um, you will get $30 off the entire course by using the code self helpless. Uh, all one word, no space, no slash or dash or whatever. Um, and that's just going to be a first come first serve basis. Yeah. So you can go to DelaneyFisher.com, click the course section, it'll take you right there. And it'll just be the for the first 10 people who get it. And you can get it now and work on it whenever you would like. So if you're planning on getting it in the future, you can get it now for $30 off. And that is a, a limited offer that I am giving you to <laughs> celebrate this crazy little thing. Yay. Yay. And uh, just a heads up, you will know, maybe you are have kind of looked into business courses before. A lot of business courses are between $1,000 to $2,000. I have not seen a business course that is less than that. Yeah. My course is $297. I have made Damn this. Bitch. You guys, I made this accessible for a reason because I know what it's like to be in that place where you are nervous to spend money and invest in yourself. And I wanted this to be as accessible as possible. And to be honest, it's worth way more than that. And I can say that confidently because I've made a living doing it. So um, check it out, guys. Obviously, I'm very passionate about it. Love it. Love it. And I I just want to help you you make shit happen. Okay. That's it for me. (laughs) We are so proud of you. I'm a little afraid. I'm mostly proud. Kelsey's mostly afraid now. (laughs) All right, you guys. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to Self Helpless. We love you guys so much. There are a few different ways you can support our show. You can leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us move up the charts. You can also tell a friend about the show, post it on social media, and you can join our Patreon. It's where you can get bonus episodes from us and lots of really fun content, ways to interact with the show. That's at patreon.com slash self-helpless. And if you go to selfhelplesspodcast.com, that's where you can get links to 
all of our individual stuff. Delaney, where can people find you? You can find me at DelaneyFisher.com. You can find uh, the online courses there, one-on-one creative consulting, watch my comedy special, and find Dicks by Delaney there. Perfect. Tay, where can people find you? You can find me on ttomcomedy.com for tour dates and links to everything else social media-wise. I am at Taylor Tomlinson on Twitter and Instagram. Perfect. You guys can find me at KelseyCook.com for all my tour dates. My Instagram is at KelseyCookComedy. Twitter is at KelseyCook. Uh, please be sure to watch my foosball web series on YouTube called Wrist of Fury. I've had Delaney and Taylor on together. It was such a fun episode. And you can download and buy my album Savor It on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you find comedy albums. We also want to give a shout out to our amazing producer, Lauren Mahoney, and our amazing editor, Emma Erdbrink. We love you guys, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. What would you do if you were given just a few years to live? I know, that's a tough one. I'll wait. Would you travel the world and visit all those places you always hoped to see? Or maybe spend more time with the people you love? Or maybe you'd finish a project that never got started? My friend Molly had a list. I'd love my book to be done. I would love to find someone to fall in love with. But, like, I might run out of time before any of that stuff happens. I'm Nikki Boyer, and when my best friend Molly was diagnosed with stage 4 breast cancer... She decided to do something bold. She left her husband of 15 years and embarked on a series of crazy sexual escapades. Like, I literally wanted to hump everything and everyone that I saw. (laughs) Like, I was horny all the time. We thought her stories were so interesting, we decided to put them on tape. And, like, so we, like, go inside his house. And then he's, like, trying to get me to tickle him. And I'm like, okay. And, like, then I kind of realize I'm being backed into a tickle fetish. From the people behind Shrink Next Door, Dirty John, and The Moment comes Dying for Sex, a new podcast about feeling alive in the face of a terminal diagnosis. But at the time, it was like, hey, fine, come over. What are you going to do? You know, kill me? I'm dying. And making human connections on a primal level. So we're fooling around. You know, we have some fun over the clothes. And then she wants my pants off. As a gentleman, I oblige. (laughs) And in the face of all that, what it means to be a friend. You are, you're one of those people that makes me want to, want to live. Oh, yeah. I love you. Okay, let's get back to the sex. (laughs) You know what glow, you see it, don't you? I'm so cold, you feel it, don't you? Dying for Sex premieres February 12th on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this right now. Like, you should all apply to date me. Wait, would you really be open to that? Yeah. Well, if you're commitment phobic, I'm your girl. (laughs) 